Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. All right, welcome into Off the Radar here on 365 Sports. It's a Thursday at around 4.45, so time to stop down and take a look at a batch of headlines that we might other, otherwise not get to uh, during the course of this show, which leans so heavily towards college athletics. But I will sprinkle in college athletics from time to time as it warrants. Um, and I think a little bit of a mention here, uh, especially for the realignment junkies, but no, everything is something until it's not, right, when it comes to what specifically talking about board meetings and right. things like that. So I just thought I'd pass this along because this is just from a few minutes ago. But uh, Bob Thompson had, had put this out and now I guess a couple of uh, reporters as well up from the Northwest area. Um, I'm not big. Uh, Greg Woods from the Spokesman Review, one of those. I'm not big on the whole every time there's a meeting call, let's watch this one. But if Bob Thompson's making note of it, then I think it's worth yeah. mentioning. So there's all this stuff going on, obviously, with Washington State and Oregon State. They're in mediation. There was the report today by John Wilner about um, you know the fact that uh, USC and UCLA might have set precedent, and that's part of the big argument of you know these other schools leaving and what that means as far as what Oregon State and Washington State would uh, be able to claim ownership of when it comes to Pac-12 assets. But that was quickly followed up by um, the fact that there was more money missing than originally thought uh, from their their pool. Uh, now that's all for further deeper conversation. Like I, I've seen some of the side talk about that and, and I'm not a legal guy. So uh, maybe that's already been taken into account. I'm not sure, but point being that Comcast, that whole deal was even worse than we originally thought by like millions of dollars worse than we thought. So we'll see how that all gets taken care of. But point being that now, so it's been a very busy day in that regard, but now Greg Woods, among others, Bob Thompson reporting that, or Bob Thompson not reporting, passing along that uh, the Washington State Board of Regents are holding a meeting tomorrow at 10.15 a.m. Uh, that will be broadcast on YouTube. So uh, that is being sent out because legally they have to do that uh, to, to make notice of that public meeting or have the, the, the public comment period and all of that. So you will be able to watch that. I'm not saying it's going to mean anything or result in anything, but you know, like I said, it is notable with all that's swirling on right now that there could be something of interest that does come from that. So if you're into, you know, watching the the board meetings and you feel like there's something here, uh, well, then tomorrow at 10.15, I would assume that's West Coast time, uh, there will be a public meeting for Washington State on YouTube with their uh, chair of the Board of Regents and company, uh, the whole Board of Regents getting together. So. Doesn't it, like, bring back memories of all the board meetings that it they does. kept having? It almost, it like, gave me yeah. the EBG when you said, yes, yeah. yes. And that's why I first saw it, and I was like, I don't know. But, I mean, all the news today and then that, I can understand why you're trying to put two and two together. And, and who the heck knows at this point? I mean, I'm, you know, who the heck knows? So. Yeah. Uh, especially Smokey, that's like one of your, like, claustrophobia and meetings are... Like two things. No, I don't. I don't like. I, I, claustrophobia is way, way up here. Yeah. Meetings would be. Are they like next with snakes? Month. Like snakes? Yes. Would you rather? Okay, 
I could get those rattlesnake guys in here again. Snakes and needles. Would you rather? Leads. Would you rather get snakes in the room on the show again, Never. the rattlesnake guys, or sit through a, a meeting about conference decisions? Meeting. Okay. Meeting. Snakes. <laughs> snakes are always snakes and claustrophobia are my two biggest fears. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that'll be tomorrow. So for those that are interested in those types of things, maybe something, maybe nothing. Determine for yourself. I'll just catch up on the news after the fact personally, but uh, there is that out there. So wanted to mention that because that is a little bit off of the radar. Meanwhile, a lot of the news today is not really news news in terms of headlines and things like that. It's really just the games that are being played out there. Um, so, for example, uh, there is uh, some baseball tonight, but first things first, we didn't talk at all about the Rangers going to the freaking ALCS uh, yesterday. Well, like, not even a single to, mention uh, of it. We were not trying to be homers, but I'm glad you're jumping into that. Yeah, so the Rangers clinched their spot in the uh, ALCS two nights ago. Big deal for that franchise. And then last night, the Astros clinched the other half of the ALCS bracket. So the American League Championship Series is set. It will be a Lone Star Showdown, Rangers, Astros, and I've already seen quite a few people make mention that this will be the most toxic championship series imaginable. <laughs> and I tend to agree, based on what I've seen on social media throughout the year, especially with the Rangers being good, um, that has you know definitely spiced things up. But uh, we'll have you know game number one coming up here this weekend. But what are y'all's thoughts on Rangers-Astros in the uh, American League Championship Series? If, in fact, John Gray and Max Scherzer are back, I, I think this one is one that – it's looking like a six and seven gamer. I mean, because I do think that there'll be some back and forth. The Astros are so good in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, like, neither team, like, the, the reason the Rangers and Astros are both so good, and the Rangers lineup, I think that maybe player for player, if you had to just holistically, you would take it, you know, one to nine is a little bit better because there's no Martin Maldonado in it. Um, but. Both the lineups are really good. The pitching staffs are really good. The Astros have a better bullpen, which might be the difference in the series. But if everybody, if the pitching staff is to as full health as it's been in a long time, uh, with Scherzer and Gray available and then able to push someone like Dane Dunning into long relief and spot duty, then I think that helps the, the bullpen a lot. I think this one's going the distance. Well, the Astros have, have a closer. Yeah. The Rangers, LeClerc has pitched well, but he's not a guy that's going to blow people away. And then Chapman, of course, is like, Jesus, you never know. <laughs> I mean, God, 7-1 to one lead against Baltimore, and you're wondering after he loads the bases, are they going to be able to hold on? And that was in the eighth inning. They got out of it, though. Yeah, yeah. they did. They did. And, I mean, but uh, I know what you're saying. You man, know. he makes me nervous. I... I'm trying to get, you know, here's a stat. No lead is safe. That's here, that's for I, sure with, with Araldis Chapman and just their, their bullpen. No. Yeah. Here's a stat. And stop me, Craig, if I am about to say something. I had this because I knew you'd probably talk Rangers and Astros. In the last year, seven years, the Astros have a 79-39 and 39 record against the Rangers. The seven years prior to that, the Rangers had a 67-27 and 27 record against Houston. You add those games up, and they're 106 and 106 in the last 14 years against each other. That's pretty incredible. With the Astros having yeah. a huge advantage lately. Yeah, I mean, especially lately, they've they've definitely caught up. Uh, this year, they're nine and four against the Rangers. So, if you believe the previous games will play into this, then you would you would lean Astros uh, based on the fact they doubled them up. 
nine to four throughout the regular season. Uh, we do know it'll be Justin Verlander on the mound for the Rangers, starting things off. Or excuse me, for the Astros, starting things off. Rangers have not announced their starting pitcher for game number one as of yet. But yeah, that's coming up uh, this weekend. So uh, very much looking forward to it. At the same time, as a, a Rangers fan, very nervous about just the whole thing, and uh, certainly you know respectful of the Astros and, and what they've done seven straight championship series they've that's, now been that's to. incredible you can say whatever you want yeah. you can discuss whatever you want you can bring up whatever you want that is ridiculous that, yes. that is ridiculous yeah. and if the rangers want to win and get to the world series if you want to beat the team that has been your worst problem the, the team in your own division the team that has world series titles uh and that's houston and you remember uh Rodas chapman started out pretty good with the rangers and then i think it was mccormick or Tucker, that hit one about 800 feet. And from that point on, his cape was off. And, and, and they ended up, like, blowing out the Rangers in the last series they played, too. Well, I mean, the Astros' history with Chapman goes back to the Yankees yes. and, and that as well. So, yeah, they're, they're not fearful of him in any way. And I don't know anybody that really is at this point. But uh, that'll be a hell of a series. It's going to start Sunday night, uh, 7-15, first pitch down in H-Town at Minute Maid Park. I did think about this. Like, how much do you think the new ballpark played into all this? I mean, I'm not giving – like, it's not, that's not why they have Josh Young and all that, but just, I mean, the way they've been able to play, especially late, like, would they be doing that if it was the ballpark in Arlington and well, they've been playing in 107 degrees well, I think during weekdays? Particularly this summer, maybe not. Yeah. Because I think sometimes that's a summer-to-summer thing because there have been great Rangers teams that, you know, withstood the heat in that ballpark because they were built well, but also maybe they didn't have a summer like this El Nino heat dome bull crap that Brutal, we just went man. through. Brutal. And Is that in the dictionary, El Nino heat dome bull crap? It should be now, but... It was, I mean, when you're talking about 110 degrees, and then, like, when it's 110 degrees, it's like 117 on the field in stadiums mm-hmm. because the sun's just beating down. You know, they, uh, it's still 95 degrees at night, you know, so <laughs> and you don't even, is. yeah, you don't even have to, like, that break of, like, well, when the sun goes down, this will be 20, well, 20 degrees cooler. Well, when we 20 degrees cooler is still studio, 95. When we were walking out of this studio day after day, week after week, month after month, you would walk out that studio, and it's 6.15, and it would just beat you up. Yeah, so, yeah. no, I think that the new stadium certainly played a, an Great advantage question. for them this year because this particular summer was excessively brutal. Yeah, so I was, I was wondering about that, you know, with uh, the Astros having had Minute Maid Park for so long, and it's like the Rangers get this ballpark, and two years in, they're already, you know, well, this deep. And I just was thinking, yeah, no, it's definitely the talent they have. Like, that's the biggest reason why is their lineup and their starting rotation, you know, all that. But I do think that especially this, it, yeah, it absolutely aided them in, well, in, in being able to get to this well, point. I mean, and like, you know, you can look at some, like, NFL things, too, though, like, um, I'll just use the Cowboys as an example. How many times have the Cowboys maybe been stumbled up because their trips over the East Coast were in November and December, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, Rangers Astros coming okay. up on Sunday. I have one more stat on the Rangers and Astros. <laughs> got other stuff. So, the last go. time they played was in early September, and the Rangers were outscored 39 to 10. In that series, oh, that's that's nothing. No, I don't. That, I mean, that was not the same Rangers team we've been watching. No, here that was lately. when they were de- they were they were struggling. Yeah, and, they and, were not uh, they, they bounced back and got back in the lead. Yeah, but yeah, they got humiliated by Houston. You hope that is 
something that uh, they remember. I'm sure they do. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they do. They, <laughs> we want Houston was all the rage and chance the other night at the ballpark. Well, and so, yeah, them. I think that they're they're very well aware, and I think that that's what they wanted. That's what the fans wanted. That's what Houston wanted. So you're going to get it. Lone Star Showdown or whatever the name they come up with to market it will be. Um, but that will be toxic and yet fascinating and uh, very well could be an all-time classic between these two. We'll see. On the other side of the bracket, the Diamondbacks advanced uh, with a sweep of the Dodgers and the Dodgers, the number two seed in the National League. You got the number one seed that's hanging in the balance right now with the Atlanta Braves that I'll get to in a moment, but Diamondbacks do advance, so three of the four now set up and awaiting who the Diamondbacks will be playing. As of right now, the Phillies lead that series over in the NLDS against the Braves two games to one, and uh, we'll get uh, game number four coming up on TBS later on tonight uh, as the Phillies lead that series uh, two games uh, to one, as I mentioned, and Bryce Harper with a couple of dingers after a little bit of drama, you know, locker room talk and all of that with the the Braves. Uh, So he he made a statement last night. That'll be a first pitch just after seven, as I said, on TBS. So any thoughts on the National League, the way that's shaken out with the D-backs now meeting what could be the Phillies as soon as tonight? Stunned. Yeah, I um yeah, I'm a little stu- like the Dodgers doesn't surprise me as much that they're that they struggled because outside of Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, their lineup's really not that good. And they were both awful in this yeah. series. They yeah. were terrible. So um Did you not give Max Muncie any credit? I mean he hit one ninety five this year. Yeah, I'm telling him. I mean he he has some home runs, but he's not on base a lot. Um the Braves surprises me right now that they're trailing in the series is because their lineup is fantastic. Their pitching's been really good all year, but of course it's been backed by, you know, seven billion home runs that they hit. Mm. And so when you don't hit those home runs, then the pitching's not maybe as tough. And the Phillies you know, Bryce Harper is the emotional center of that team, and they've got dogs like Kyle Schwarber, who I know is, um, you know, he's like one of those guys like Mac Munce, Max Muncy. It's either going out of the park or it's not anything. But playoff-wise, you want Schwarbs on your team. I uh, mean, and absolutely. so you, they, they are – that's an old-school school. Alton type Philadelphia Phillies team and Bryce Harper. I can't imagine. Like, I know there are people, especially in Atlanta, who hate his guts. But again, one of the best parts of baseball right now is a guy like Bryce Harper. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and that was that was fun watching him last night, the stare down and getting his little measure of, uh, see? Yeah, talking talking S, huh? Well, this is what happened. So, yeah, that was that was cool. And uh, now, yeah, like I said, game four later on tonight. So we could have the final four all set up. I would read this, but Kim Coulter sent me a text message that may be as big as a thick Bible uh, about his history of watching the Rangers when he was 14 years old when they moved to Arlington. And then he moved to Phoenix. And, of course, Arizona eventually was there uh, and so he's kind of torn on that, the Diamondbacks and the Rangers, if, in fact, they were to meet. Yeah, a long way away from that, but uh, maybe we do get there uh, here in the next few days or in a little over a week's time. We will see as uh, that all starts to uh, starts to get underway here later on this weekend. Uh, elsewhere tonight, a couple college football games on the tube as you've got uh, SMU and ECU. Uh, 6.30 kickoff on ESPN. The Mustangs 3-2, and two, the Pirates 1-4. and four. So there's a little uh, action for you out there at East Carolina. But, of course, the game that we're most interested in because of the implications in the Big 12 and just the questions about, like, West Virginia, can they keep this going? Houston, how bad are they? And then the whole Holgerson thing of just who's going to have the bragging rights. Uh, West Virginia at Houston, 6 p.m. That'll kick off here in a little over an hour on FS1. West Virginia, Four and one, 
favored here. Uh, Houston, meanwhile, two and three. If they were to win this game and you know win a game at home, mm. uh, and I'm sure Holgerson would be over the moon uh, being able to beat West Virginia, but they'd all of a sudden be at 500, and I still don't think that they're very good. But, hey, if they're 500 through six games, I'd consider that a win for Houston. So very interesting result coming up later on tonight, but I, I definitely lean Mountaineers. You just never know, though, on these Thursday night games – and, um, yeah, it, it's going to be fun to see how that one shakes out. Uh, do you all have a prediction of any sort as far as West Virginia-Houston goes? I'll take West Virginia. Yeah, I, I think it's the, the easy choice. Yeah. They're yeah, gritty, they, man. I like yeah. I, They find a way to win. It's not always pretty, but they win. And they're winning. And, you know, it's a road trip. It's in the middle of the week, a short week. But I, 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 I really do like how they're playing. Well, they, they came up by, so. Yeah. Man, so they had a long week. Yeah, they had a, a long week. Still a uh, short week. Both of them did. Um, both of them did. So, yeah, there you go. So, West Virginia, Houston later on tonight. And then close it out with this, the Amazon Prime Thursday night game. Broncos at the Chiefs uh, kicks off at 7.15 on Prime. The Broncos 1-4. and four. Uh, The Chiefs 4-1. and one. So, not sure how much entertainment we're really in for tonight uh, with this game and how competitive it will be, but it is a heated rivalry. It is a divisional game. And uh, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, so they're going to get eyeballs regardless. But, yeah, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and Sean Payton, Andy Reid, and however else you want to break this down. But the Broncos have been struggling. They've been bad. And uh, the Chiefs have been, you know, pretty good as usual. So that's later on tonight, Broncos-Chiefs. Jack, did you get the ta- – I'm not sure if you got the email. I sent it to Garrett's uh, about baseball's teams who were left. Okay. All right, Craig, you want to read this? This is something I peeled out very late. I Just go ahead. All right, so the Braves won 104 games, right? Mm-hmm. And they trail now two games to one. Baltimore won 101 games. They're done. L.A. won 100 games. They're done. Tampa Bay won 99 games. They're done. Milwaukee won the next best 92. They're done. Houston and Texas won 90. They're alive. Philadelphia won 90. They're alive. And Arizona won 84, and they're alive. The four lowest seeds are at least three have moved on and one of them is waiting if they can win one more game yeah um i i I don't know like i don't know what that means i think the uh the ale surprises me a little bit because that was a really tough division all year long i mean their their two bottom teams would have won the al central so um you know like it, it was weird that that's that's how that shook out but you know um texas came in ready to go and took out the AL East, and then you know the, Dude, they barely the, made the playoffs. Yeah, like, when all exactly. said done, they yeah. flew from yeah. Seattle straight over the state of Texas to Tampa. Yeah, and then went up to Baltimore. Right. Yeah. So they, yeah, they just came in apparently, you know, locked and loaded, and the Astros were better than the Twins no matter what. And then you get you've put that team in the postseason setting, and that I mean they already know they they have a default setting for the postseason. Yeah, it's amazing that no one from the American League East with Baltimore out, Toronto uh, obviously got knocked out late. Tampa Bay got knocked out immediately. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.